Hello, and welcome to the Responsive Family Sleep Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Hawley, holistic sleep coach, lactation consultant, peaceful parenting educator, and mom. If you've ever felt overwhelmed by all the conflicting sleep info, frustrated with sleep information that just plain felt wrong, or searched desperately for a truly gentle and responsive sleep approach, then you are in the right place. In each episode, we'll be answering your most pressing baby and toddler sleep questions, busting those sleep myths, and helping you understand truly developmental, biologically normal baby and toddler sleep plus encouraging you to trust your intuition along the way. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. Today we are talking all about how the body regulates sleep and how to work with your little's sleep biology to get better sleep. Now, this is a huge, huge topic and we're going to bite off a small piece of it today. If you happen to be listening to this podcast episode between now and February 7th, or I guess technically the morning of February 8th, I am running a masterclass all about baby sleep, and we're going to be talking more about how to work with your little one and understand their sleep needs in that masterclass. So I will have the link in the show notes. And if you are listening to this episode after that, um, just send me a DM on Instagram and I'm sure I can share the, the link with you of the replay. So why do we care about how our bodies regulate sleep? Why is that even something we're talking about? Because you know, not everyone loves sleep science. I think it's super interesting. I'm a bit of a nerd on that, friends, but I think that all parents should understand the basics of how our body regulates sleep. Because understanding those basics is how we understand the rest of it, right? Like, what should our sleep timings be? What is, why do we have sleep hygiene uh, concepts the way that they are? How do we kind of counterbalance modern life in a way that supports our little sleep? And how do we figure out their rhythms and routines that make sense and adjust those over time? So these are kind of big, <laughs> big things here, right? But again, we're going to bite off a small, a small piece today. And so the first thing I want you to be thinking about is that any human at any age, all of us from our little teeny babies all the way up, you know, through our oldest, oldest people, in order to sleep well, you need to be tired. You need to be able to down-regulate and relax into a rest and digest state. You know, your nervous system needs to be able to downshift like that. And you need to be able to feel safe and secure. If any of these are not present, if they're not happening, if something's interfering with them, then you're either going to have trouble falling asleep, you're going to have trouble staying asleep, or you're going to have poor quality sleep. And so when we're thinking about, okay, the tired piece, that's what we're really going to focus on today. What things impact how tired your baby is. And there's two ways that the body generally regulates sleep. It's our sleep pressure and our circadian rhythm. And so sleep pressure is, it's actually very simple, or I'm sure it could be made very complex if you're a super, super scientific person, but it's very simple. It's the time, it's the the amount of tiredness that you build up over the time that you are awake. So a newborn baby builds sleep pressure very quickly. So they're not able to stay awake very long before their body needs to sleep. 
And, um, you know, as an adult, you're generally building sleep pressure all day from the time you get up in the morning until you go to sleep. So we build sleep pressure very slowly, comparatively to a baby. And so we're able to stay awake for the whole day. Um, although I will confess to the fact that I napped today. So <laughs> even as adults, we get to, you get to nap and use that sleep pressure a little bit. So, uh, sleep pressure is present from birth. Babies have experienced, you know, the building of sleep pressure right away, but it changes over time, like I just illustrated, right? And it also varies between uh, babies of the same age or toddlers of the same age or big kids at the same age. And so, you know, not all three-month-old babies are able to stay awake for the same amount of time. So there's a, there's a wide range of normal and um, it's not this fixed thing. Just as a side note, uh, if you are familiar with wake windows or awake windows, um, sleep pressure is really, really loosely the concept uh, that that they're based off of, but they're also not an evidence-based concept. And so they can be really problematic, right, for some folks and some folks love them. Um, but we have to take them with a grain of salt because they're loosely based on sleep pressure, but they're often really uh, formulaic and rigid um, in a way that doesn't make sense when we think about humans being humans and not robots and that uh, babies are different and they're going to build sleep pressure differently from day to day and over time. So sleep pressure is talking about the spacing of sleep, right? It is our naps or how much time a baby needs between their last nap and bedtime. It's that gap between sleeps. Now, circadian rhythm is our body's 24-hour clock, and it regulates a whole bunch of stuff. And we're actually going to do an episode later this spring that I've already recorded for you, but it's getting released later this spring, all about circadian rhythm in a much deeper sense. So be on the lookout for that. But circadian rhythm is that 24-hour clock. Sleep is one of the pieces it regulates that day-night, you know, knowing that day-night difference in your body. And Our circadian rhythm is regulated by um, two key sleep hormones, cortisol, which peaks in the morning to help wake us up and be alert. And yes, cortisol is a stress hormone as well, but that's a little bit different. And then melatonin that's released in the evening as the light dims and affects our ability to fall asleep, but also the quality of our sleep. And so um, we have these two kind of hormones that work in opposite parts of the day in order to help us wake up and then in order to help us get good quality sleep and be sleepy. Our environment and our environmental cues and daily patterns do influence our circadian rhythm. So we all need healthy sleep habits, the real kind, not the made up sleep training cultural BS kind, um, in order to have a healthy circadian rhythm. And our babies don't have a fully mature circadian rhythm. So newborns, they don't know their days from nights. So they're not producing all the hormones that regulate that circadian rhythm. Um, it begins to emerge around three months and then continues to mature from there. And so um, our babies don't have that full, you know, especially newborns, don't have that full uh, mature circadian rhythm. And so that's going to influence their sleep as well. Now, how do we use these concepts, right? So the first thing is, you know, things like bedtime is going to go more smoothly if we built up enough sleep pressure and 
we're getting those appropriate circadian rhythm cues and melatonin release, right? And um, we're going to get better night's sleep if those go together. If one of those is kind of off, right, then we're going to have a bumpier bedtime and poor quality nighttime sleep. Now, same goes with naps, right? If we're, say, watching the clock instead of our baby or something's just off and we're off routine, if they haven't built up enough sleep pressure, they're not going to be tired and they're going to fight that nap. And if they have been awake way too long for them, then their sleep pressure might be high, but they've tipped over into either having a second wind and being wired, hyper, so dysregulated, but maybe happy, but kind of out of control, really keyed up, or they're dysregulated and they are grumpy, right? They're melting down, they're falling apart. Um, and if you're dysregulated, you you don't sleep well. Like that's just kind of a universal um, because you are really amped up nervous system, not in this lovely rest and digest place that you need to be for good quality sleep. And so we want to make sure that our sleep timings are matching where our baby's at kind of with their general circadian rhythm, right? Are they, do they tend to do better with an earlier bedtime or a later bedtime? Or is it really all about how long they've been awake, right? Are they having a regular morning wake time to set that circadian rhythm? Bringing all these pieces together are going to help you um, navigate sleep more tuned into how their body is regulating sleep. So looking at kind of generic sleep schedules that say, oh, a baby should be up for two hours, but maybe you have a baby that needs more time to build sleep pressure, that's just going to lead to a lot of frustration with, with your sleep timing. So we want to look at like what's age typical, right? As far as like how fast babies are building sleep pressure, how much sleep are they needing? Um, and then we want to adjust looking at our little one and figuring out what their needs are more specifically. So I find that these are really helpful concepts just in thinking about what are we trying to work with in order to set up these kind of sleep rhythms that make sense. Um, and also thinking about sleep information in relationship to these ideas, like how does this make sense when it comes to sleep pressure? How does this make sense when it comes to circadian rhythm? And sometimes that just gives us the right questions to ask, even if that doesn't give the right answer, uh, because there's a lot of complexity there. Sometimes even just like, oh, maybe we need to be asking some different questions. So I hope you found this helpful. And again, if you're listening before February 8th, um, join me for my free masterclass. We're going to be diving into more ideas about figuring out what's going on with your little one and matching their sleep needs and just really digging into this kind of responsive approach some more. I will put that link in the show notes and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me today. I hope this episode left you feeling more informed, confident, and encouraged on your sleep journey. And just a reminder before you go that nothing in this episode is individualized to your specific sleep situation, nor is it to be taken as medical advice. Take what resonates, ignore what doesn't, and check with your healthcare provider about any medical concerns. Take a moment to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss an episode. And take a moment to rate, review, or share an episode you love on social media. All of that helps parents just like you 
find me, this podcast, and this gentle and responsive sleep information. I'll see you next time.